and welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network, and we begin with what else? Donald Trump and the raid on his residence in Mar-a-Lago, and we've been hearing from the press and from the regime that it was there was urgency involved in this raid, that they had to conduct it at Trump's private residence. But I read today in Newsmax that A.G. Merrick Garland was weighing whether to greenlight the action, not for days, but for weeks, according to sources in the Wall Street Journal. The Justice Department and the FBI had been meeting on the nature of the raid for weeks. And the final raid was executed when Trump was in New York City. He was going to meet with New York A.G. Letitia James. So this lack of urgency was pointed out by Rudy Giuliani, who's uh, Trump's personal attorney. I'll read you his quote. The warrant for Mar-a-Lago was signed August 5th, but not executed until the 8th, is what Giuliani tweeted. Sure makes it clear what they were looking for wasn't really serious if you could take the weekend off before acting on it. But the journal sources say the process was put into place perhaps even weeks earlier. So there's, there's this ongoing battle over the affidavit used to secure the search and seizure warrant from Judge Bruce Reinhardt, an Obama appointee. Trump's lawyers and Republicans want to see the the predicate for the raid, the Justice Department seeking to keep it sealed to protect sources, it says, and methods in the investigation. Now, we talked about this last week. I think everybody's talking about it and how much it was, uh, it was politically motivated. And until I'm shown otherwise, I still believe this is about politics because the Democrats think, they think that if they can somehow, if not indict Trump, they think they can bloody him up so badly that he'll be unable to run for uh, election in, in two years. Now, I'm digressing here. I'm hearing all kinds of different scenarios and what people think he ought to do, President Trump, whether he should announce before the midterms. If he does announce before the midterms, that will make the midterms about him. And you might say, well, that's a good thing. Well, I think what Republicans and conservatives need to focus on, we need to make this election about uh, inflation, the economy, the southern border, and crime. Those three things, because all three are out of control. Make it about those three things. Then when Republicans take back the House and Senate in November, then I think maybe Trump should announce his plans. But he, what does he care what I think? But I think where Democrats think if they can just, you know, just crush Trump and uh, there's talk of indicting him for what we don't know. But even if he is indicted, Alan Dershowitz was on uh, Newsmax, I think, and he said even if Trump is indicted and arrested, he could still run for president. Now, I didn't know that. Now, he's not likely, according to Dershowitz, he's not likely to be arrested on any charges stemming from the raid. But even if he were, there still would be no legal barrier to keep him from running for president. This is according to Dershowitz. He's a law school professor at Harvard and a Newsmax contributor. He said, yes, it's possible, but I don't think it's going to happen was what he told Newsmax, adding that those who believe that an indictment and prosecution would keep Trump from campaigning are dead wrong. He can run for president even if he's indicted, convicted, and wearing striped shirts. Obviously, prison garb is what he meant. The Constitution provides only four bases for disqualification for president, and being convicted of a crime is not one of them. I wonder how many Democrats know that, how many people in the media know that. Congress can't change the criteria in the Constitution for the election of a president, even if it's President Trump. They think they can bend the rules. They've been bending them since 2015. The media has been bending them. 
everything, anything goes as long as you bloody Trump. As long as we're going after Trump, everything's fair game. Dershowitz said he thinks justice was trying to circumvent the Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendments to the Constitution by bypassing a subpoena and instead obtaining a search warrant to enter Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. When you have a subpoena, according to Dershowitz, the judge has to look at every document and see whether it's classified, declassified, or privileged, and whether a Fifth Amendment claim could be made. I think they were also looking for the widest array of evidence they could possibly get, in, including evidence relating to January 6th. That That's really what they're looking for, looking to connect January 6th, Trump, uh, connect Trump to January 6th. Meanwhile, liberals have always objected to the use of search warrants rather than subpoenas, but now they're ecstatic because it's Trump, because the FBI raided Trump's residence. So, you know, anything goes. We're living in an age where progressives and radicals on the left, and I think that's redundant. I think they, I think everybody in the Democrat Party today, most everybody is a radical. These people are hard, and I've said this, they're hardcore Marxists. And I think it was de Tocqueville who said back in the mid-19th century, I think I have this right, but I'll, I'll double check my source or sources. Tocqueville said, not every Democrat is a communist, but every communist is a Democrat. And it was true in the 1830s, and it's even more true today. Dershowitz also panned his former colleague, Lawrence Tribe, who had taught A.G. Garland when Garland was at Harvard Law School. He also taught Obama when Obama was there. So he's urging Garland, his tribe, in an interview with CNN, naturally, to prosecute Trump on charges of the attempted murder of Vice President Trump. Dershowitz said as much. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard a law professor say, and yet it's praised because if you want to get Trump, any stupid statement, any violation of the Constitution becomes acceptable. Well, you know what? It's not acceptable. And Dershowitz also said uh, today, as I record this, it's Tuesday, that he believes the affidavit used to justify the search of Trump's home should be released, and Trump has asked as much. He wants that affidavit to be made public. You can redact the names of the agents, you can redact sources and methods, but what we want, what we want to know is what the basis of probable cause that they have, if they have any. They probably don't. So that's the scoop on Trump, and you know, it never really, I haven't heard anything concrete. A lot of it is, uh, is a lot of bluff and bluster, and a lot of they got all this evidence, uh, supposedly uh, top secret evidence, I think CNN was reporting earlier this week. I mean, they got nothing. They had nothing on January 6th. They've got nothing on this. There was nothing to the Russia collusion hoax. The whole thing is fabricated. Everything about Trump has been fabricated. Two impeachments. And he may be possibly indicted. It's not going to stop him. One way or the other. I hope it doesn't stop him. We don't know. He hasn't officially said he's going to run or not run. But, you know, with each passing day, I hope that there's really nobody else who can do what needs to be done. Not DeSantis. He's great. DeSantis is great. Ted Cruz is great. But they can't do what Trump has already done. And that's bring America back from the brink of total destruction. This nation is in such turmoil because that's what the left wants. That's how it operates. Creates the chaos and the turmoil. And then government grows bigger. Anyway, uh, on to another topic. Hollywood's two largest entertainment unions, the Screen Actors Guild and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, are now merged as SAG-AFTRA. They will now pay for its members to travel to get abortions. Say, most of them are in California anyway. 
And abortion is certainly legal in California. It's legal in New York State. It's legal in all the blue states. Roe versus Wade, the overturning of Roe versus Wade, didn't ban abortion on a federal level. It just kicked it back to the states. And I'm not surprised by the, the actions of these actors and their, and their unions. The Screen Actors Guild, Reagan was a member of that. He was a Democrat at one, at one point in his life in the 1940s and 50s. Anyway, they represent the organization, about 160,000 actors, announcers, broadcast journalists, not this announcer, by the way, dancers, DJs, what a list here, news writers, news editors, program hosts, puppeteers, recording artists, singers, stunt performers, voiceover artists, and other media professionals. They said this week that it will pay for the travel expenses of members to get an abortion, including going out of state. And uh, they have a, 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 a statement here, but nobody cares about it. So it's more proof of, of a disconnect between the Hollywood elite and America's middle class. Now, you support these people. When you go see a movie and these Hollywood actors, even these people who play in these uh, these action films, these, uh, you know, Captain America, these uh, Marvel films, they're all liberal. Mark uh, Ruffalo, who plays the Incredible Hulk, and uh, the, the, the kid who plays Captain America, they're all just bleeding hearts. I mean, I tell my wife, let's just save our money. Why, why you know, give these people our hard-earned money? This new benefit took effect August 1st, and it will pay for members who live in a state where abortion is legal, but are working in a state where it is illegal to either travel home to get the procedure or to the nearest state where it is available. Procedure? <laughs> it's a snuffing out of a human life, an innocent human life. Procedure. That's how the left, you know, describes it. It's just a procedure, a medical procedure. You ever see an abortion performed? You can see what it's like to have that child, and it's a child, his life, her life snuffed out. There are different methods, and they're all just absolutely horrific. It is, uh, it's evil. It's just an evil procedure. Oh, I want to mention a couple of big races. I think Sarah Palin is uh, back into politics. She is looking to unseat uh, Lisa Murkowski in Alaska. So we may know the end of, uh, we know the, the, the race, how that race turns out before the, the show, uh, probably not before the show's over because I have just a few minutes, but I think polls have closed. And the other big race is uh, Liz Cheney. And Dick Morris said today, and I agree, the Cheney dynasty is coming to a well-deserved end. And she's been, she's behind by like 15, 20 points in one poll. And CNN said they think it's closer. Well, we're going to find out here before the night is out. But her time in office and this whole dynasty, the Cheney dynasty, and I liked Dick Cheney when he served as Bush's VP. I think he was a good vice president. But I think President Trump, Donald Trump has exposed these people. They're part of the Washington elite, the establishment, the deep state, if you will, the Bushes, the Cheneys, the Romneys, the Clintons. And, uh, you know, Liz Cheney's going to pay for her role in the January 6th select committee. She's going to pay tonight. Her, her political career ends this evening. I guarantee it. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm going to have to go back and uh, do an edit tomorrow. But I mean, I think it's over for her. You know, Democrat, it's, this is war. But he's been impeached twice. He's been, uh, and I think he was illegally removed from office. I think he won that election. But they impeached him twice. And then after the election, they tried to sell the narrative that, that Trump is some kind of a revolutionary bent on toppling the government. He was supposedly leading an insurrection against our democracy. Of course, it's a republic. 
But, I, you know, the whole thing is, as I've said, uh, as I started, is just nonsense. The January 6th committee, of which Cheney is vice chairman, has failed to prove that Trump had any connection to January 6th. The FBI had a part in it. Obama's FBI. So now Democrats are turning the plan B, according to Dick Morris, which was the raid of Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. By the way, he's got a new book out, Dick Morris. It's called The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. And if he doesn't make a comeback, all these books that are being hawked by these uh, <laughs> these high-profile uh, contributors are going to be, I don't know, they're going to be just not worth the read. But that's, I th- and I agree with that. I think this whole thing with Mar-a-Lago, the raid, was designed to try to tie him to January 6th, to wound him politically, to crush him forever from running. They, they fear him that much. And it's uh, and with good reason, because when he gets elected, and I think he's I think he's going to run and I think he's going to get elected again in 24. I think the whole uh, Washington establishment, a lot of it is going to come tumbling down. We'll see. So Lisa Murkowski, uh, she, I mean, she's got a chance to win, unlike Cheney. I, I guess the Murkowski race is closer, but Mur- but Cheney is uh, she's well behind. If she wins, if she pulls it out tonight, I'll be. I'll be really surprised. All right, that's about all we have time for. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. I, in passing here, I, I want to mention one last thing. It's my third time saying goodbye. Uh, polio was something I thought we eradicated in the 1950s. But alas, we have not done that. There's a there's a case, a couple of cases, in New York City since June. Now, why would that be? According to the CDC, if you can believe them, Polio has been making its way around the New York City metropolitan area for quite some time. Why is that? Because people are coming in illegally through our southern border. They're not vaccinated, not just against polio, but against a myriad of other diseases. But this strain that was caught by an individual was related to a weakened form used in an oral vaccine, the polio vaccine, which the U.S. has retired since since 2000. But it's highly contagious. It can be fatal, polio. And uh, I'm looking at a piece here now from Newsmax. Health officials subsequently tested local wastewater for polio. They discovered 21 sewage samples containing traces related to the young adult's strain, according to CNBC. So, I mean, you know, all these diseases that were eradicated when I was a kid are, are making a comeback. That's all we have time for. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. If you want to listen to a great podcast in addition to this one, uh, my daughter, Madeline. With the essentials, with Maddie Flint, she did a one this week with uh, Natasha, my wife, and I, and uh, the three of us did it, and, and she is so good, and it's so entertaining. I, of course, I'm I'm partial, obviously, it's my daughter, but check it out. It's on the BMG Network and all the fine shows we have for you, and the columns. The latest column is on the Mar-a-Lago raid. We have another one coming out by the end of the week, so check that out. The Pack Perspective. And if you want to contact me directly, it's Pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at thebmgnetwork.com. I'm Ted Flint. Again, thanks for tuning us in. And if the Lord wills it, we'll talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to thebmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. Thank you.